Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money of M89.3. Good morning. It's the breakfast huddle with Elliot Danker and Ryan Huang. Uh, Ryan, this is the final bigger picture for the year 2022. Yeah, what a year it has been. We've got so many headlines to really reflect on, right? We've got the Ukraine war, yeah. COVID-19 still playing out. And then going into 2023, we have quite a bit to look forward to. Yeah, a couple of uh, words of interest. Word of the year, trading-wise, would be inflation, mm-hmm. recession, rate and hike. A lot more, <laughs> I'm sure, that we will not see coming. But let's get some help to look into the crystal ball with Francis Tan. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for UOB Private Bank. Morning, Francis. Hi, good morning. Francis, I hope you've been having a good holiday because next year looks to be quite exciting in terms of what to look out for. Okay, let's break it down. We've got three key themes and we've got first, peaking inflation and Federal Reserve risks, high odds of US recession and anticipating the next up cycle. So let's unpack it first with the first one, peaking inflation and Federal Reserve risks. Where do you see inflation these days? Are we already past peak? I certainly believe that if we look at US as a key proxy over here, the peak was probably in June 2022, whereby we saw the overall headline inflation in the US hitting 9.1% on a year-on-year basis. Interestingly, if you look at the trajectory since then, it has been on a downtrend. Now, the key thing to note is that a lower inflation print doesn't mean that prices are not going up. It mm. means that prices are still going up on a year-on-year basis, just at a slower pace. But the good thing is now that I think the Fed's very furious increase in their interest rates over the entire of 2022 is quite efficient and quite effective. And that because of that, in 2023, I'm likely to see that inflation print going lower and lower. Now, as a gauge especially good for our listeners. If you look at the upcoming inflation prints on a monthly basis going forward into 2023, if it's roughly around 0.2% on a month-on-month basis, that's happening, probably we'll see towards the end of 2023, the inflation print in the headline basis hitting around 2.4% from the current latest 7.1%. So I think that means that the effectiveness of a Fed's mm. interest rate increase is really, really high. Yeah, Francis, like pointed out, we are still likely to see prices go up, but maybe at a slower pace. What would that yes. mean for businesses and the earnings season? Because they were to pay higher prices. So one of the key reasons for the lower inflation print will be the high interest environment. And the high interest environment has hit both businesses and households alike in 2022. And because of that, they are tightening their belts because now they are paying more just for their installments, paying more for just for their mortgages, paying more for their bank loans. And the fact that they are tightening the belt will mean that the next period, which is the next month or the next quarter or even the next year, the revenue or the, the profits will also probably be hit quite a little bit as well. So right now we are seeing perhaps some form of earnings downgrade again next year because they are trying to weather throughout this period of uncertainty. And this brings us to our next point, which is the high odds of a US recession. What is it going to look like for you, Francis? Well, currently looking at both economic indicators as well as some of the sentiment indicators and even from the asset market, it looks really highly likely that we're going to see a recession in the US or even in the developed markets. Uh, in 2023, uh, we I feel that uh, perhaps it's something that's going to happen in the second half of 2023. If you look at the bond prices, everything is signaling a very high probability of a recession. Now, I think the debate should be less on whether we are going to face this recession or not, but more on its duration, its mm. depth, and its diffusion. So these are the three Ds that we look at 
when we're analyzing a recession comparing to past recessions. Now, we do note that in the 08-09 financial crisis, it was a really bad recession. It was a financial crisis. Mm. The duration was long. The S&P 500, if you bought just at the start of the recession, it would take you four years to get back to the same price point. <laughs> four years was very long. So the duration was very long. It was around a five-quarter type of a recession. Uh, the debt was quite bad as well in terms of the impact to GDP as well as the equity market. And diffusion means that how many industries were affected generally because it being a financial crisis, all the industries were affected quite deeply. So if you look at these three Ds, though we are thinking that there will be a high odds of US recession in 2023, but in terms of the three Ds, it will not be as bad. Because the key thing is that there isn't any much financial imbalances in the U.S. nor around the world today. I was looking at the debt-to-asset ratio of uh, U.S. households. It seems much lower than during the financial crisis. In fact, it has been going down over the last decade towards where we are seeing in the 1970s. So the average U.S. households, in terms of finance, they are pretty healthy. So if we're going to see a recession coming, uh, it's not going to be a balance sheet-driven type of recession, but it's just going to be a normal cyclical income statement type of recession. And what really captures the headlines when it comes to recessions is the number of jobs being lost. And we've seen tech layoffs happening. So with that in mind, are we due to see even more? Or is that something that's going to be a lagging indicator of sorts? Quite a lot of people are saying that, oh, why are we investing in tech stocks right now? Uh, why do we need to go into stocks in general? Because if you look at the technology sectors, they are cutting jobs. But I think there's a big misconception over here that, oh, uh, because of the job cuts, we are likely to see further stock price decline. In fact, it's opposite. It's a difference between cost and effect. The price in the NASDAQ uh, composite is actually an eight-month forward-looking indicator for tech employment. What that means is that for the whole of 2022, we have seen that the NASDAQ moving lower and lower. That's because sentiments over tech stocks was low because of the high interest rate environment. And then because of that, technology companies had to cut jobs in order to improve their profit margins. So tech jobs cut are basically lagging behind the stock prices. So what I think is that uh, going into 2023, if you are looking for the interest rate futures market and they are pricing in somewhat of a plateau in the interest rate hike around May or June in 2023, and perhaps even a rate cut thereafter in the second half of 2023, uh, that would mean that those companies that are very sensitive to the interest rate environment will flip to the other direction next year. So I'm actually a little bit more positive mm. on technology companies in 2023. Okay, so that's a good point to go into the next point, which is anticipating the next upcycle. This year has been a pretty bad one for both stocks as well as bonds. When is the turnaround happening, Francis? So yes, when we look at stocks and bonds, it's, those are the, usually the two largest portions of a portfolio in the portfolio management. Usually we hear about the 60-40, and this year is one of the very rare times we see both Stocks and bond prices are going down. In fact, I was looking across time since 1960s. This is only the sixth time that it has happened. So it's a very rare incident. Mm. But it's also very rare for stocks and bonds to go down one year and continuing to go down again the following year. So because of a reversion to mean and because of the changing economic environment, I am actually quite optimistic on the 60-40 portfolio or even you have a 50-50 portfolio between stocks and bonds into 2023. So likely they are supposed to, uh, they, I think they are quite likely to deliver positive returns in 2023. But however, do note that there's a high likelihood of a recession. So because of that, I do believe that if, uh, for investors looking into the equities markets, do, do have some exposure into the defensive sectors. Those are your consumer staples. Those are the more anti-cyclical, recession-proof sectors. Those are important in the portfolio. And on the other side, we can start to look at the very much hit-down tech sectors. 
and the consumer discretionary sectors as well. Yeah, and Francis, where does China fit into your picture right now? Because we have, on one hand, the reopening <coughs> expected to help boost the economy, but you have the prospect of inflation as well because of the demand going up. Oh, yes, demand is pretty strong right now. I'm looking at the, the dependent demand, of course. I believe China will go through a, what I call a tick-shaped recovery, something that what we have seen in the world back in 2020 as well. A tick-shaped means that in the short term, perhaps one or two quarters into the reopening from the COVID-0 policy, uh, because of fear, because of uh, perhaps some selected targeted lockdowns here and there, we may see the uh, GDP or even equities moving lower a little bit. Uh, that will be in the first or second quarter uh, to second quarter of uh, 2023. However, people are going to realize that, okay, we can live with the virus and uh, that will be a massive reopening, massive pent-up demand going into the second half of 2023. So I'm actually quite optimistic on the opening of China and how the economic and trade and tourism linkages between China and the rest of the world and Asia will help to lift up at least the sentiments and uh, prevent us from going into a deeper recession in 2023. Mm, those were the three key themes to look out for next year. Peaking inflation and Federal Reserve risks, high odds of US recession, and anticipating the next up cycle. We've been chatting with Francis Tan. He is the Senior Investment Strategist for UOB Private Bank. Francis, thanks for your time this morning and have a happy new year in advance. Thank you very much. Happy new year. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.